Chapter 13, Hospital Mella grabbed the money out of Alex's hands. What is this, she demanded. I sold the apartment. Mella sat down on the bed, her face pale. Stepanski told you how hard it is to find an apartment, she shouted, unable to hold back her anger. I don't believe it. How could you? Taking her hand, Alex replied, How could I? Look at your hand. Here's enough money for Gignac's operation and some left over. But we're homeless again, Mella moaned. Yurik and Mershka haven't gone to school since the last move. I hoped they could start a new school for next term. She wrung her handkerchief in her hands, her head bent low. Where is he? Alex asked after a long silence between them. Mella immediately sat up, concerned, and opened the closet door. Jacob lay curled up, holding his ear, asleep. Up we go, boy, Alex said, gently carrying Jacob into the living room. Yurik? The boy came at once. Handing him a fused lattice, Alex said, Go down and rent a horse and cart. Bring it to the front of the building and then come help me. Alex and Mella lay Jacob, still asleep, in the hollowed-out couch. His eyes fluttered open. Here we go, he thought wearily, the mouse in the couch again. He mumbled, where am I going? The hospital, Alex whispered. Mella put a pillow under his head and covered him with a blanket. Then they replaced the cushions. Are you sure you can trust this Missouric? Mella asked. We have to, Alex replied flatly. When Yurik returned, the two carried the couch down to the street. Oh no, Papa, Yurik whispered. Standing by the cart was a German soldier. Come on, son, Alex said loudly. We have to sell the couch. Let's get on with it. As Alec and Yurik, Alex and Yurik slid the couch onto the cart, the soldier watched closely. What's the horse's name? He asked, stroking the animal's nose. Ah, uh, stammered Yurik. Ginyak. He's named after my cousin. The soldier nodded approvingly and handed the horse a piece of sugar. Here, Ginyak, better you than the Jews. He laughed as he walked away. Alex let go of his breath, winked at Yurik, and untethered the horse. Alex led the horse to the hospital, while Yurik kept the sofa steady. At the rear entrance to the building, they lifted the heavy piece of furniture onto their shoulders and proceeded down a narrow hallway. Watch out, Alex hollered, coming through. Halfway down the corridor, a nurse stepped in front of the couch. Where do you think you're going with that thing, she barked. The sudden stop caused Yurik to lose his grip and almost drop his end of the couch. Alex answered easily, to Dr. Mazurik's office. He bought it. The nurse looked at the tattered, soiled couch. Alex drew his face near hers and said confidentially, I can get one for you, too. The nurse grimaced but allowed them to continue to the office. When Mazurik took Jacob from the couch, he noticed blood in Jacob's ear. We don't have a second to lose, he said, lifting Jacob onto a gurney. It will be at least two hours. As the doctor wheeled him into the operating room, Jacob looked up at the gray-bearded gray face over him. The maze of pipes attached to the high ceiling of the dim hall and shuddered. Don't worry, Ginyak, Mazurik said in a soft voice. I do this operation all the time. You'll feel fine soon. The gurney stopped in the middle of a large room. A glaring light shone down on him. A nurse placed a mask over Jacob's face. He inhaled the anesthetic and soon fell asleep. When he awoke, Alex was holding his hand. Rosalind, the doctor was saying, Ginyak was very brave. I went into the mastoid bone and cleaned out the infection. Lucky you brought him in when you did. Another 24 hours and the boy would have died. He can go home tomorrow. Meanwhile, he said with a smile, I have a new couch. Alex and Yurik rode home on the horse cart through the once beautiful city of Warsaw. Elegant buildings were reduced to skeletons of steel and concrete. People competed with rats, dogs, and cats for scraps of food. A German army truck roared into the center of a large space. An SS officer barked into a bullhorn. All males over the age of 16 will report to the square immediately by order of the Commandant, Warsaw District. 
Young men reluctantly emerged from surrounding buildings and stepped into the middle of the square. The voice continued, German soldiers are being attacked by Polish partisans. This must stop. Alex quickly spun the cart around and headed down a back alley. Machine, machine gun fire behind him confirmed his fear. He looked pointedly at Yurik and said, Don't even think about joining the partisans. Grabbing Yurik by the shoulder, Alex forced him to look at the square. Bleeding bodies laid crumpled like garbage. I don't want you to forget what the Germans do to young boys like you. Scowling, Yurik shook free of his father and stuffed his hands in his pockets, but not before Alex saw them trembling.